Welcome to the Halftime Chat with me, Sylvan Gessie, in the change room made just for you by Bright Rock. In this episode, I speak to the first set of twins to have ever played for the Springboks, Akona and Odo Dengani. I ask them about their on-field rivalry, how to build and adapt to a life on the other side of a long rugby career, and whether it's true that when one twin gets hurt, the other feels his pain. First of all, I'm very excited for this interview. This, I've like, I have met these two so often. I cannot tell them apart at all. But every time I see them, I just greet them. Nijan, Nijan, I'm For the rest of the uh, interview, will be in Hossa, everyone, and we have the other brother on the line. How are you, brother? The only set of twins to have ever played for the box, but you guys have never played together. Unfortunately not. So how does it feel? How did your parents feel when they first found out that you guys are going to be playing professional rugby and that you guys are going to be playing for the spring box, but never together? Um, I think when it started, obviously at high school, we started playing the game. Um, only at high school? Only at high school, yeah. We used to watch my dad play when we were still in primary school. Um, and I think that's how we got introduced to the game. Um, and then, obviously, at school, you start a sport that you've never played before. Um, it's going to take time for you to get used to it. Um, and then after a while, we, you know, we got used to it and we saw that it, I think we can uh, actually take this further. Um, and after high school, uh, the parents were like, no, you can't go play professional sport. You need to study either become black a doctor, parents. Black, Ooh, parents. black parents. Unfortunately, back in the time, you know, you had to um, study something that they were familiar with. Um, they didn't know that you can make a career out of sport. Um, but I think once we started seeing um, that we were getting selected for provincial um, teams uh, and also getting paid, um, that's when we realized that actually we can actually do this and uh, play at the highest level. Um, and I think we're very fortunate because we got to play at the highest level for so long um, and represent the country. Um, and I think, you know, it's every kid's dream to play for the country and play for the box. And I think for, if I can speak on behalf of my dad, who's late now, uh, and my mother, they were very proud and, you know, just seeing us playing for uh, two of the greatest teams in the country and playing for the box as well was a dream come true for them as well. So, Audra, you spent 12 years at the Sharks. Yes. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> we will not judge you for that one. So you paid 12 years. How was that? Yeah, no, uh, Steve, I think it was... Uh, one of the best times of, of my of my life because uh, I that is where I got to grow and develop my game and play like Wakona mentioned you know play for one of the best teams in South Africa you know coming from the Eastern Cape now I've always been a fan of the Sharks and uh, to actually get an opportunity to play for them and for as long as I did you know I couldn't have asked for anything better and uh in the time uh, that you mentioned, 12 years, we created some wonderful memories, you know, to win trophies and to to play with some of the uh, the legends of the game, uh, about John Smith, about uh, Butch James, about Adrian Jacobs. Wow. You know, so 
I've played with some of the best uh, guys in the game. So I've, I've, I've really enjoyed the 12 years and it was, uh, I think, you know, a dream come true for me because, like I mentioned, when we started being introduced to Ikemiya Rugby, I, I fell in love with the, with the Sharks, you know. So, guys, how was it playing against each other? So when you first started, were you playing together? And then how yeah. was it playing against each other? Yeah, when when we first started, obviously at high school we played uh, together. Um, and after high school, I got. Uh, I know Odo doesn't want to hear, but this border <laughs> border wanted to sign me because they saw that this brother is more talented than the other. <laughs> but like you as well, the coach couldn't tell us apart. Yes, so yes. Um, he saw Odwa and he said, "Listen, come to my office. I want to sign you." But he actually was looking for me. But he, <laughs> yeah. But to cut the story short, um, and then I left Border to I got a contract to go play in uh, PE for Eastern Province back then. Um, and then you know a couple of years later, Oda went to the Sharks. I came to the Bulls. Um, and I think for me, when we were still younger, um, the adrenaline was pumping. I wanted to hurt him. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to show him who's older. Um, and it was fun. Um, and I think on the on the other side as well, you know, to come away with a victory, you know, and because I know my family, they're all Shark supporters, mm. even though my dad supported me because he wanted someone in the family to, you know, wear the blue jersey. But I know deep down they're all Shark supporters. So to get the victory over them, um, it was fine. And I could, you know, just uh, have the bragging rights at the, the dinner after the games. Odua, any comment? Yeah. Well... I'll just pretend I lost you guys in that first, <laughs> first response. But but to answer your question, you know, it was always special, uh, I think, for the whole family, especially, you know, the older we got, because when we were still young, we were still playing. He was with uh, the Kings and we were with, uh, and I was playing for Border. As much as in the province, it was a, a beautiful thing. But now when we went to the Bulls and the Sharks, you know, that became an international thing, so uh, where it was watched all over. Mm. So that was really special for the family and also, I think, uh, for the whole Eastern Cape, you know. So, because uh, I think that's where we, we get a lot of support. So it was always special. Uh, <clears throat> as you said, unfortunately, we were all such supporters, but uh, someone had to try and break the ice and go across to him <laughs> to assist him. So, but yeah, I know it was, it was quite special. All right. So guys, who's the older one of the two? I'll let Odo answer that. Yeah. Odo, who's the older one between the two he of you? He is. How, but how long? Six minutes. Six minutes. That's a long time, eh? It is a long time. So between, I'm sure there's no stats here that we can actually find that will say between you two, every time you've played, have you got a tally of who's beaten who the most? I should assume it's me. Um, um, the Bulls were more successful than the Sharks during our time. So uh, we don't have the stats. Mean, that means nothing. <laughs> that means, that means nothing. <laughs> just, because, just because you probably won more super or rather won super rugby titles doesn't mean that between the Bulls and the Sharks, the Bulls won more. Ooh. Well, say it, that at all. It's unfortunate that we don't have the stats now, but we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find them. Yeah, we'll find so them. So stop claiming them. <laughs> so you guys both played for the Springboks, right? At different times, Correct. right? How was it when you first heard you you were wearing the green and gold? Let's start with Odwa. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty special. See, you know, obviously, I think every guy that starts playing the game they want to get to the highest level. 
which is playing for the Springboks. And for you know, it would have been extra special if we had got the opportunity to play together there. You know, uh, it's something that we've always started talking about, dreaming of when we were still in high school, when we started playing the game. So to get there, I know we didn't, we never got to experience us sharing the changing room and then running together and singing the national anthem uh, shoulder to shoulder. Mm. But, you know, nonetheless, it was still special to get mm. the opportunity, you know, because uh, some people play their whole career but never get to wear the green and gold. Mm. So for us, it was pretty special. And, uh, you know, uh, so and for the for the family, too, you know, mm. it, was, it was quite special. And you? Um, for me, um, if I look back, you know, um, started by playing for the Bulls. Um, and I think when you play for the Bulls, you really representing mostly the Pretoria-based people, a bit of Jobek and a bit across the whole country as well. But I think once you wear that green and gold, then it's the whole country that you're representing and a huge responsibility for me as a black person as well. Um, you know, um, And I remember when I got the, the phone call from the president, Oregon Hoskins then, to say that I've been selected for the Springboks. You know, I was uh, in the doctor's rooms, I think, um, and, you know, I couldn't believe it. Um, but I think once you play for one of the top provinces then and you play well, then you know that the next step now is to go to the Springboks. And, you know, it was, it was a humbling moment. And, uh, you know, um, my first cap for the box was not... One of the games I'd like to remember, um, but I think just running out, you know, wearing the green and gold, uh, being a Springbok, um, you know, it's it's a very special moment, like my brother said, and it's one of the, you know, um, moments I'll treasure for the rest of my life. Yeah. All right, guys, they always say when uh, one twin gets injured, the other one can feel it. Uh, you are both playing rugby. Definitely a great selection for pain. Is that true? Um no. I, I don't think so, because I broke my leg and I don't think Odo felt the pain <laughs> of that. Um, twice, didn't you? Twice. Tw consecutive seasons? Yeah. Okay. So, so you had, so Odo, you, had, you were drinking, you were drinking more milk. You yeah. were drinking more milk. <laughs> no, they make them soft in Pretoria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's a myth. It is. Um, but one thing I can tell you um, is what I've, my wife and I picked up is that uh, when it's winter season, um, I usually take vitamins, mm. but the brother in Durban uh, doesn't take vitamins. And when he has the flu, oh. then I get the blister. Oh, wow. So, which is very weird. So, the fever blister? Yes. What? So, which that's, that's the only, yeah, which <laughs> So, that's the only no, time I know that he's not, uh, he's got the flu. Okay. So, yeah. guys, life after, okay, before we talk about life after rugby, for each of you, Odwa, what would you say yes. was your strength on the rugby field that your brother didn't have and vice versa? Or did you guys complement each other? Sorry, what, what was this? Sorry, uh, your style of playing, what was your strength on the rugby field, would you say, that, uh, compared to your brother? Uh, I, I think, uh, if I can speak about, like you were saying, what was my strength, it would have been my work ethic. And I think I was a bit more creative than what he was. <laughs> because even if I if I go back to when we were younger, I used to play 12. Oh, is it? And he was on the wing. Yeah, he was on the wing when, when we played for under-19s, for border under-19s, under-21. 
So I think I was always the one liking to be more like a playmaker. Mm. And, you know, I gave it to him. He, he, was, he was a brilliant finisher. And I think that's what, that's what he excelled in at the Bulls. Okay. He, was good in, he was good in the air. He was a brilliant finisher. He had, he had, he had good speed. But I, I was more the skilled one or the skillful one. Uh, and I think those are the two things. Well, that's the strength that I have. That he maybe kind of lacked, and uh, it was one of those lazy wigs who just wanted people to create for him. <laughs> How do you I, feel, older brother? I'm surprised. Like, is ask, this my brother speaking, or did they give it to someone else? Like, you what's ask going me on? A question, here? and I tell you no lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I was not expecting that kind of response. Um, well, you know, I'll run, I'll run on the wave Speechless. and say that, you know, he... See, please, ask, please ask your guest in studio if I've paralyzed him. Yeah, you're yeah. 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 Nelson Mandela. Okay, Nelson. Nelson Mandela. If you don't know that Nelson yeah. Mandela once said that in an interview, please ask him if I have paralyzed him. Please, you have to, you have to, okay, we're going to cut yeah. a piece of Nelson Mandela saying that. I don't know if I've paralyzed you. No, 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 no. I... Moving, to... moving right along. Moving right along. Yes, yeah. Older it's, brother it's, by six minutes. It's getting late. You know, as the older one, <laughs> yes. you need to give the youngsters uh, glory. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Wow, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Um, See, so he, according to him, <laughs> okay, is it time to cut now? <laughs> Should we go on the ad break? <laughs> no ad breaks. Okay, no ad breaks. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, let's move on. So yeah, well, for me, Siv, uh, I, I didn't think there were a lot of. Um, well, his strength, as he puts it, he was uh, more creative. Um, and, you know, I'll give it to him. He made me shine um, a lot of times, scoring more tries. Um, and maybe that's why, you know, he managed to, you know, uh, get me to be seen by the Bulls um, in the Springboks. But I think on a serious note, um, we were very... Um, blessed uh, to be able to play at the highest level um, and I think you know the the work rate is what most coaches uh, liked about us um, and you know the discipline that we brought to the game um, because I think for you to play over 100 caps for one pro for one union you need to be disciplined you need mm. to work hard um, you need to be there every weekend because obviously there's a lot of competition mm. um, so um, yeah for me it was we're more we're similar uh, because we both represented the provinces we played for for over 100 games he had I think 12 caps for, with the Springboks I also had about 11 um but I've got the World Cup trophy at home. Oh! Drops the mic. So, the mic is on the yeah, floor. Yeah, let's drop the mic. The mic is on the floor. Yeah. Moving along. Hopefully, see, I can bring it back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, quick. But let's carry on going. Um, guys, I want to ask you both different questions. So, first of all, Odwa, life after rugby. How has life after rugby been? I'll ask you the same question. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, it, it, it's been quite a tough adjustment. And I think uh, a lot of rugby players would, or rather professional sportsmen, go through the same thing because I don't think the career that we have, uh, the careers that we have, 
there's nothing compares to it uh, on the uh, when you finish playing you know because it's such a it's such because you're doing you are you are you are living your dream and you are getting paid for it and you are competing week in week out so you know it, it's been a bit tough I, I just think you know because uh, uh, you you kind of miss it in fact not kind of you definitely miss it and I never thought I would miss it you know when I finished playing when I finished playing for 15 16 years I thought I want to break away from the game and not be involved in any way at all management coaching mentorship I didn't want any of that I just wanted to do something completely different but then I was so wrong because what I realized three, four months down the line, I actually was not complete. There was something missing in my life. And, uh, you know, and that's one thing that I want to be involved a lot more in now, helping the guys and making sure I tell the guys that, you know what, <clears throat> you need to be mentally prepared. You need to know what you're going to do. And it must be something that you love, that you're going to move on to. Because if you... If you, if you don't if you don't prepare for what's coming, then you'll really struggle to adjust. And you know, I must say, I'm very I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I got uh, from SuperSport. You know, it just gave me uh, uh, there was something lacking, and I found it at SuperSport. You know, because now it made it brought me back into the game. You know, so uh, it had, it was quite tough, but now mm. I can finally say I've, I've slowly adjusted to having a normal life again. Something for the sponsors. So, so in other words, life after playing rugby for so long, there's a lot of changes in your life, a lot of transformation, and afterwards you have to really put your mind into it because a lot of change. It is a different world. Mm. How has the change been from you from going professional rugby to moving to the next sphere of your life? Yeah, I think even for me, um, you know, um, when you're playing and you're at your peak and you're on your high. Um, some of the former players, you know, would come to Loftus and say, listen, the adjustment is not easy. Um, and you don't, you know, really let it sink in. Mm. You just be like, ah, it's fine. I'm still playing. I'm still enjoying my time. And you never think about a couple of years after. Um, and I think, like my brother said, it's all about the planning. Mm. Um, and I also had the same feeling because, you know, every day you wake up, you go to gym. It's the same routine over and over and then once you're getting closer to the time where now it's all your time, mm. you're not having to report at Loftus at mm. seven in the morning, the first thought that comes to your mind is like, oh, I'm going to you know, just sit and just enjoy life mm. and do what I want. But I think after a while you realize that you know, it was actually a privilege to actually follow sort of like a program. Mm. Even though it's a program, it's a very nice program because you get to be with your mates, you get to work hard, you get to travel, you get sponsors, you get nice cars, you get clothes, all the nice things in life. Um, but I think coming outside, you get to realize that, you know, there's more things in life mm. than just being at Loftus because I think once you go in that gate, it's all about just playing for the Bulls, mm. you know, having supporters looking up to you guys, mm. having uh, the crowd coming in every weekend um, supporting you but once you're out of it because I remember the first time after I finished I went to Loftus um, I was invited by Vodacom to just come with their supporters name dropped yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I remember um, you know the first time I walked into the stadium uh, the, I can't remember who the Bulls were playing it was one of the super rugby games um, it felt weird mm -hmm. in the sense that you know I would come 
watch the Bulls when I was injured, knowing that in a couple of weeks' yeah. time I'm back on the field. Mm. But now there's no more coming back. It's mm. finished. Um, so the first couple of months, it was not easy to, you know, just sit back and watch and uh, knowing that you can't go back. Yeah. Um, but I think the mind adjusts to it and you get to see that, okay, really it's over now. So now you're on the other side. Yeah. So now I enjoy watching from the other side yeah. and, you know, just talking to, you know, like my brother said, being at Supersport, um, you know, watching the game, um, telling the, my views of what I think mm. should have happened. Um, but I think another thing that also helped me and I'm sure my brother as well, we've got a player management company. Okay. So, you know, having the junior players coming through and phoning us and saying, okay, this is what's happening. What should I do? You know, because we've been there. We know what the coaches do. We know what the coaches or what the players go through. Um, you know, having a player say, hey, I don't think the coaches back me and all of those things. You know, just telling them that you have to just play your part. Yeah. You know, you have to be ready every time they call upon you because you never know what's going to happen because we've been there. So that also has helped um, with the adjustment. Um, but I think, you know, uh, now we're at a point where we're enjoying what we're doing, yeah. um, giving back and, you know, enjoying life again. I just want to go finish off because I know you guys have to go. Um, I need you mean to you mention- have to go? No, you. Your brother has to go. He has a meeting oh. in two minutes. Um, <laughs> you. Um, I would like you guys to please mention three words when you hear and think of change. So when you think of change, name three words that come to mind when, when I say change. When you think. When you think of what? So when I say the words change, transform, uh, go to okay. the next level, what three words do you think of for change? Change. Change, change. Like C- um, change. I think planning, mm-hmm. um, discipline, and focus. No pressure, younger brother, because he's taken three words. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's almost time um, to close, so no pressure. <laughs> oh, well, there's no, there's no time. I need to think. You're <laughs> so saying the three words that come when you think about change when you think of change or, or how the career's gone the hard Isn't times fighting through the hard times like... anything what words come to mind like when you were injured when you had to change your career when you had to move from being a rugby player to being a ma- married or a father mm. like... okay so i would say one of them would be uh, positivity mm, yes and uh uh Dedication. Yes. Yes. Man. Yes. Uh, and uh, uh, open-minded. Yes. Ow. Yes. Stop it. Next level. It's too much. Guys, I must be honest. I feel like this interview could go on for two hours. It's the first time I've ever had to get, I've had the honor to chat with you both. Thank you so much for joining us. I've, I feel like a part two is needed. I really do feel like a part two is needed. This has been amazing. Thanks so much for having us. Guys, I just want to say as a Tosa man, it was always great to see you guys running on those fields and representing us in the green and gold, even in the light blue, even in the black and white. <laughs> because I don't know which okay, one's worse, Stormer. the Sharks or the Bulls, because we all know DHL Storm is all yeah. the way. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank you, Siv. Thank shop, you. Shop. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. And that was Halftime Chat with me, Siv Nyesi, in the change room made just for you by Bright Rock. 
the first ever needs match life insurance that changes as your life changes. For more episodes, subscribe to In the Change Room on Iona FM, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen.